Spawn on Me is the premier podcast spotlighting people of color. Every week, we talk news, what we've been playing, and tell you who's invited to the cookout. Our show is all about talking about gaming through a prism of blackness because we are the culture. Welcome to Bukaka, y'all. Yo, what the DOB, Ricago? What the DOB? I hope you are all doing your thing. This is Khalif Adams, and this is the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm very, very excited to have you all rocking with all of you here this evening for episode 350 of our show. Mad love to everybody in the chat, everybody in Ricago, everybody in podcast land, everybody in Twitch land. I am super, super excited for today's show because we have lots of good things to talk about. We have lots of stuff that's about to go down in Bricago. You can see from my face, I am beaming with excitement and joy. And I'm probably going to mess up a bunch this episode because there's a lot of stuff happening and a lot of things moving all at the same time. So if, if I do mess all that stuff up, then I apologize in advance. But it's a lot of stuff going on. And uh, the chat right now is full of dope people who, who are... Um, rocking with us and, and getting things done. Uh, so massive love to you all. If you watched our last episode with the Sharpie, the purple Sharpie, like it is amazing and super, super hype to uh, have had her on the show. Uh, you know, when we try to bring on people, we, we vet them and make sure that they are really dope and, and that they bring good energy and, and have lots of good stuff in the space to talk about. And Sharpie killed it last week. If you missed that episode again, go back and listen to that because I think when it comes to building up the spaces and, and trying to, again, do stuff that we can control and to build out great things in the space. She is doing that, you know, hands down with combo Queens and, and everything that she's working on. Um, and again, uh, I think that's conversation that you really only get on our show. I think that's the thing that you only really see here um, on this podcast. And I'm, and I'm excited to continue to bring some of that stuff uh, to you all uh, here in Bricago. This week is going to be a very different kind of show um, because of the way that things wound up getting recorded. So this week we're going to be talking about um, and we're going to be sharing uh, a interview that we did a little we a little while ago, like maybe like a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. It was before we had Aaron uh, Ashley Simon on the show um, and we had gotten a chance to talk to the folks over from Fuser Game. Uh, I am extremely excited about that game. I am a huge drop mix fan. I'm a big uh, fan of God, everything that harmonics has ever done. So getting a chance to talk to them about Fuser uh, was very dope, but we hadn't put that show out yet. So the, the jumble and the kind of like moving the pieces around to make sure that we had content for all that stuff wound up not working in the way that we kind of planned it. So we're going to play that interview tonight on stream and for all of you at home. Um, so it's pre-recorded um, in that way. So it won't be a live conversation that we're going to be having with Zoe. So it's going to feel like if you're listening to the audio version that we had the intro twice, which is also kind of weird. But uh, again, it's just the way that I've been kind of recording things because sometimes you can't get to those things live. Um, you know, she's over in the East Coast. I'm here on the West Coast. I don't want to keep people up super late um, to be able to do that kind of stuff. Um, so uh, it, it makes it a little bit, uh, dif difficult to be able to do some of those recordings and some of those shows in that way. So we're going to have, uh, a dope, like 45 minute conversation with Zoe, uh, in her interview that we're going to play during tonight's show. Um, but 
I have some good news and I'm, and I'm really excited to share this good news with everybody here in Chicago. I, when we started this show, like six years ago, there were lots of conversations about, you know, how this show was going to be made and what we're going to do and how we're going to continue to grow Chicago in a, in a fantastic way. You know, we are now 350 episodes into our show. Uh, one of the things that happens when you wind up doing a show for this long is that you need to support it. You need to figure out ways to build not only the, the repertoire of your skills and the way that you're able to, you know, maneuver within the gaming industry, but you have to figure out ways to sustain a show, not only through monetary means, but not, but through, you know, connecting with brands and connecting with other folks and making sure that you're, you know, continuing to do the job of networking, which is a thing that I, I think a lot of content creators understand, but I don't think that, you know, a lot of other folks who just listen to the show might understand how much of that work winds up being done um, during the process of, of making a show get to wherever we are. Like I, I wouldn't consider our show to be big. I think that we have like fantastic, we have some of the best fans in the world. Like, bar none, we have some of the dopest fans on the planet and some of the dopest folks in our community on the planet. Y'all all show me love all the time. You rock with me when I'm talking about ribs all the time. You rock with me when I'm talking about washing your hands, washing your butt. And that love continues to be something that I, that I absolutely adore and, and continues to push me to try to make the show better and to try to grow it and to try to make it something <clears throat> that is um, something different than what we usually see in the gaming industry. I'm trying to make this th the hub for the black conversation in a lot of different ways and trying to build that out into a space where we can have these conversations and build it out into something very, very special. With that said, um, again, we're constantly trying to look for people to partner with. We're constantly trying to look for people to grow with. Uh, we're constantly trying to figure out ways that we can get bigger and better uh, with what we wind up doing. And I think, um, let me just make sure that when I play this, it's not super, super loud. Because uh, this is probably going to, I don't want this to kill people's ears whenever I wind up hitting this button. Um, so without further ado, uh, I am super excited to announce Spawn on Me podcast is now sponsored by the wonderful folks over at Reebok. So we are now a sponsored show with the dope folks from Reebok. So I'm going to cut that off real fast and, and, and kill that joint real fast. So I, I'm going to say this joint right here is amazingly cool. So this right here is the classic leather legacy shoe. Uh, we are now a partnered program, part of their partner program uh, and sponsored by Reebok. So it is pretty nuts to say that out loud in a real way. This right here is their dope, 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 dope shoe that they have out right now. So if you type in the chat exclamation point Reebok, you can get these kicks. And if you buy these kicks that are not that expensive, you can help support Bracago in a real way. So massive love to everybody in chat who um, are, are, are coming through and making sure that everything is dope. Let me see if that works. Yeah, there it goes. The link is working in the chat. Um, so 
I am super excited at the at how this all came about. Who the hell knows how this actually became a thing? But I will say this is pretty effing dope and I can't be mad at the way things are going. First of all, these kicks are almost spawn on me colors, which I think automatically is pretty freaking dope. I think that is awesome. So if you click on the link in the chat, uh, we'll be spreading this news around the internet uh, for a bit um, in all the places. We'll be throwing that stuff up on our Instagram. We'll be doing a little bit of stuff when it's not super hot in Portland. I'll go do a, a little mini photo shoot, take some pictures and, and get all that stuff together. But yeah, they it is a really fantastic day in Bracago. I, I am very, very excited at what is happening right now for our show. Um, and I have to say, that is all because of all of you at home. If you're listening to this show, if you have ever listened to our show over the past six years, if you have ever given us any part of your day, any part of any small morsel of the work that you've been able to, 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 to do with us in this, in this space, um, this is a part of that growth. This is, something that we get to celebrate with you all at home. This is something that we get to celebrate with all of you who have helped to make this a real thing and, um, getting to now be a Reebok partner and to be working with them, um, and having them support us, um, through, you know, letting us rock and sell their stuff with us and, and them using our platform to be able to do that work is something that's very, very big. I reached out to the folks who, reached out to us initially about this deal. And the first thing I asked them was, is this a thing that other gaming podcasts are doing? Is this a thing that is happening? And from the folks that, sp that I spoke with, they said that this may def definitely be a groundbreaking thing for a gaming podcast. Um, and that alone is nuts to think about in real ways. And the thing, again, thank you. Everybody in the chat's going wild. Like this is, this is a very, very special and important day. Uh, for for how we're how we're growing. Mad love to you, Jacob. Mad love to everybody in the chat who's giving us love right now. Um, and uh, again, I love the fact that those kicks are like almost spawn on me colors. It almost looks like they are literally look look, look at this joint. Look at this joint. Ah, I dropped I dropped the, the box. Uh, but look at this joint. These are like almost a spawn on me blue. It's like almost a spawn on me red. Like it's so much dope stuff in this kick. So. Um, mad love to you, Joey. I see you in the chat, fam. Uh, massive love to you. It's super good. So the cool thing about these kicks is that it is a, it harkens back to the original eighties kicks that they put out. The classic, uh, leather legacy shoe is, uh, is, is a throwback to those for sure. Um, I think if I'm not mistaken, if I go back to the link somewhere, I don't think that they are even, um, over. Let me, let me double check a thing before I say it out loud and I'm saying wrong. Yeah, these are $80 kicks too, which as a person who um, is really happy with, like I'm not a sneakerhead in that way because I like reasonable um, priced kicks. And to see that these are still sub $100 kicks, again, that's a thing that when I, when I think about how I buy shoes, that's my that's kind of my breaking point is like that $80 layer of, of, of kicks. Um, so, uh, again, super excited for that. Again, 
very, very humbled by the fact that we get to break ground in the gaming industry in this way. Uh, I've seen streamers get this stuff. I haven't seen podcasters get stuff like this. So I'm again, very, very happy at, at how we've, how we've kind of moved. Adam, massive love to you in the chat. I see you sent, sent some love there as well. Um, so we're going to take a break. I'm going to get a little bit of water. I'm not going to take a break, but we're going to, we're going to run our interview with Zoe Schneider from harmonics talking all about fuser game and then once we are finished with that we're going to talk a little bit about news and talk a little bit about what we've been playing as well um and then we're gonna celebrate a little bit and and chop it up in the chat and, and hang out with some of that stuff so take a minute check out this interview we'll be back after it uh please if you're on social media spread that love around uh, a tweet is probably going to go in like two minutes or so retweet that joint as far and wide as possible, uh, because we want to make sure that we are, um, doing the work and, and, and hooking it up for, for everybody in Chicago. So mad love to you all. We'll take a, a quick, uh, spin around the block, um, and definitely get this Zoe Schneider fuser game interview underway. So we'll be right back after that. Mad love to you all in chat. Mad love to you all in Chicago. We'll be right back. Yo, so we have a lot of fun folks coming on the show today. We have someone who I've been looking to talk to for a minute because they are going to give me some great information about a game that I'm very, very excited about. Something that I have been anticipating for a long time. When I first saw it, I was like, yo, I need this in my life. Uh, so we have to figure out ways that we're going to be able to talk about that today. And there's no one better to do that with than Zoe Schneider, who's going to be rocking with us today from Harmonix Games. So I am very, very excited. I am very, very hyped about having you on the show with us, Zoe. Thank you so much for coming through. I am so hyped to have you here. Uh, so you'll be able to have a lot of dope conversations with our folks over in Chicago. How are you? I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Yeah. I So first of all, thank you for coming. Um, I know mm -hmm. Time differences and all that stuff, it's always kind of a little pain in the butt, especially if we have folks who maybe are on the East Coast side of the fence. So Yeah, East versus West, but it's all right. Yeah, I, I appreciate you rolling rolling through late night uh, to come hang out with us tonight. So first things first, I think when I have been like marking down all the things this year uh, of like stuff that I am really excited to play and games that I am really hyped to get my hands on, you have the purview of of being able to not only share good information about what this what this game is going to wind up mm -hmm. being but i think you'll be able to give some really great insight just not into not only but you know what fuser game is going to wind up being or what fuser is going to be but all the kind of small minutiae things that people are kind of thinking mm -hmm. about in this new streaming versus not having music world so we're going to talk about that right. definitely at some point during the show but first of all, I think one of the best things is like seeing more folks in the space, um, you know, behind the scenes doing this dope work. Um, for the folks at home who may not necessarily know what the work that you specifically do, can you let them know exactly, you know, what you do at Harmonix and, and how you're tied to, to Fuser? Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, and like it says, I'm Zoe Schneider and I'm a community <laughs> manager over at Harmonix and I work primarily on Fuser, which is, if you haven't seen anything about it, sort of the next evolution of music games uh, that we're partnering with NCSoft and releasing this fall. Um, it's a music mixing game. So you're able to take some of like the hottest tracks from all decades, all genres and uh, bring them together, take different uh, 
loops from them and drop them onto your own DJ deck. Uh, I know you're a big drop mix fan, so if you're familiar with Harmonix's work, you've seen something similar to this, but you've never seen it like this. Um, I think we took some of the most impressive music technology from drop mix and turned it into a game that is just so mind blowing how much creativity you have and how much of your own personal I want to say sauce because it's just like such a smooth thing that I'm able to have my own creative ideas and bring them into both freestyle and campaign uh, infuser. But it's it's really exciting. I'm so thrilled that we can finally talk to people about it and uh, and get some eyes on the game because it is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, I think that was one of the first things that I noticed because it was funny because I was literally watching a friend of mine stream drop mix and we mm. were having this conversation about wanting to do because like co-streaming had just started up on twitch at the time and i was like yo his, his name is josh uh shout out to wallstormer over at intelligame um shout out josh is my man he is he is the best i love josh josh is such such a good dude um you know and, me and him i'm sorry to interrupt but we no, actually please. met over at pax uh the last gaming event ever uh, we met at PAX East and he just randomly came up to me and, and started asking me some questions about Fuser. And then, you know, if you know Josh, it, it very quickly got into the little things a little deeper, talk about a prism of blackness and, uh, yeah. you know, black game devs. And we had an amazing conversation, hit it off, ended up talking for like half an hour. And I was actually on his podcast and have had some conversations with him and he's a huge Drop Mix fan. So it's been really nice connecting with him and updating him on all things Fuser as well. That's so dope. I'm so happy you two mm -hmm. got a chance to connect because Josh is such good people. Like Josh is he one is of really good people. best human beings on the planet. Um, and yeah, he, and I mean, you're a PAX, you're looking around, you notice yeah. the others, you know, I'm like, hey, man, what's up? Like, it's so it is so good to see you. I'm Zoe. And it was so right? nice to connect with him. I yeah, mean, absolutely. I mean, it is one of those things, too. And I was like, um, I was like, well, who's working on Fuser? Because I was like trying to poke a whole mm. bunch of folks and uh, former Harmonix uh, fam, uh, Nick Murdy was over there. He was like, yo like nick is nick is happy birthday people. it's his birthday today is it really oh happy birthday it is happy nick. birthday nick i gotta shoot i gotta hit him up on twitter and be like yo, happy birthday yeah fam. of course um and he was like yo they got this dope game coming and all, and all the stuff and i was like yo mm -hmm. i know that there are folks on the team who we can snag for this and then he wound up leaving and then a mutual friend on twitter uh shared your information with with me and was like yo yeah Kai's cool see if you two can link up and, and, and figure out a way to get on the show but yeah Black folks in, in conference spaces, especially in games, is, is, <laughs> is not a rarity in the ways that we used to see it, but it is a thing where you're like, right. I see you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and it's been that. nice. I mean, I find that, you know, between different communities on Discord and different streamers that just are really doing the work and just being themselves and that, you know, is enough. And that's so nice to see that representation. And I feel really lucky to be able to bring that perspective, you know, to the Fuser team. There is a diverse population that's working on the game and it's, it's so nice to be able to like bring that element into it, you know, cause it matters. It absolutely matters. If you're talking about a campaign that's storytelling and you need, you need a lot of stories and you want to make sure that, you know, you're speaking to everybody as much as you can. And uh, it's been, it's been really interesting, especially this year, how, how everything's going socially and, and the different, the just, I mean, nothing new, but still very intense. And it's, uh, it, it's been really interesting to try to kind of find that black community in this industry and really lean on one another to make sure we get this work done and keep showing up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that, and that's a fantastic point because I think it, it definitely leans into not only, you know, the ethos of what this show is and, and, and kind of our North mm. star is to do that work and spotlight dope, dope black folks, especially. Um, but it, it does, definitely comes through when it comes to the conversation of 
what I believe is the, the, the culture is like the culture of what we do in this space moves. Everything. We are the first movers mm -hmm. in lots of different ways. And, you know, of course, entertainment has been a huge part of that push for us over the, over the decades, but it's been so dope to see all of us kind of now having this next Renaissance within the tech spaces where yeah, the conversations absolutely. around, um, culture and music are, are, are ones that we can have all those intersects with. And I think that that's really been super cool. And one of the reasons why I really wanted to, to, to dig into drop mix and fuser was because of that too, where mm -hmm. I felt like our, our, our culture doesn't really get a chance to shine in the ways that we always want them to, but music is definitely one of these broad spaces where a lot of, a lot of the connective tissue comes together and it feels like we are, are able to, you know, constantly show how, how great we are in those spaces and drop mix, you know, you go back a couple, you know, a couple generations to DJ hero, you go through all the stuff that's mm -hmm. in those spaces <laughs> and, and, and you have all those mixes of things. And I was talking to Josh and I was like, yo, Josh, we got to figure out a way to, to basically DJ our drop mixes on Twitch. And we mm -hmm. couldn't figure out a way to make it work. And we, I just tried and I messed it out all up. But when I saw Fuser come into the space, I was like, ooh, this is going to be that thing that bridges that gap for me where, you know, I still love drop mix. I think that the technology in that thing, like I, there was one time when I was like, I really just want to pull a dev into a room and tell me how the <laughs> NFC stuff works and tell me how all that <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. works with the, you know, dropping a card on a card and it still works and on all the stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, but Fuser feels like that next, you know, iteration, that next kind of jump between what that physical thing was, which I love. And then this new digital thing that's going to be in the space too, when it comes to the music parts of these kinds of games, mm -hmm. you know, the hardest thing I would expect to the conversation to be is one licensing of all that stuff. Cause that stuff always takes a really right. long time to get done, mm -hmm. but also like as a former college DJ, crate digging is a huge thing, right? So it's mm, like mm -hmm. figuring out what you want your set to be in a game right. that literally puts you on a stage, has you DJing in front of digital crowds. And then probably yeah. when you're having doing this on Twitch in front of actual people, what was the conversation when you were kind of going through the, the drop mix era and then mm -hmm. kind of saying like, all right, so we need to make the new thing. We need to try to figure out what this next thing is going to wind up being and how that transition wound up being Fuser. Right. So like you alluded to, the drop mix tech, unbelievable. I mean, if you can see behind me, I am a musician myself. Yeah. And I really love music. And that's true of, you know, 99%. I mean, everybody at Harmonix love music. And most people are musicians. Most people are amazing musicians. So we're all coming from a perspective that the music is important. Like there has to be integrity in like how groovy it is. Like if it's really got like that that thing that really makes music make people want to come together you know like that that attractiveness that that can exist with rhythm and i think that in drop mix you had something that was so fun to do and just so mind-blowing but the game wasn't quite there mm. um because it's either you know you're aiming for a high score and then your mix doesn't sound great or you're totally focused on your mix and then you're not going to you know be score chasing 
But with Fuser, it's sort of like you said, that next level where that tech is there and then some because, you know, we've got custom instrument loops that you can drop right into mixes. We've huh. got, you know, freestyle that you can do in which you have a beat timeline that's representing when you should be dropping into the music. So not only are you think about creative decisions, there's technical proficiency in what you're doing as well. So there's a little bit of that skill element, but there's a lot of bit of that creativity, right? So like you said, crate digging, the customizations in Fuser are like, I mean, they're wild. It's your stage kit you can customize. So that's the video screens playing behind you while you DJ. Ooh, the pyrotechnics that are going off on this. Yeah, right. Please, please bring it up it. because it's it's quite amazing what you're able to do and uh, all that you're able to control. And, you know, music is a personal thing to so many people. The fact that you can bring your own soul and style into pretty much every decision you're making in this game, that that's really attractive to me. You know, as a musician, as a lover of music, as a lover of games, this is that heightened sense of, oh man, I'm in charge, I'm on stage, I am, you know, the premier DJ in the world playing this festival. And it it feels really good. And, you know, like you said, drop mix, we've been doing this for a long time. You go back to drop mix and we have peripherals and harmonics is no stranger to peripherals. But to be able to do this, you know, just with whatever system you're playing on, PC, Switch, Xbox, and PlayStation, um, you know, it's a little bit more accessible. And that was something that was definitely a focus of ours as well. We want good music to be accessible, you know, an enjoyable campaign, something that people are really going to be able to learn what they need to to do well, but just have a ton of fun making creative musical decisions while they're doing it. Um, and I really, you know, can only take credit for so much. I love telling you about it, but the people who are doing this are next level, man. I mean, our audio team is unbelievable. The people who are making these these uh, different tracks that are in our game, the, the art team that has designed this beautiful stage and these customization options in front of you. I mean, the, the team has really been busting their butts on this and I think it really shows. I mean, I, I'm blown away at just how beautiful all of this looks and just how deep this actually goes into all the details. Yeah, so the folks who are listening in the audio version, we've put up a video showing you how you can uh, customize your your stage that you're going to be performing mm -hmm. on. And it's beautiful. It's like super dope because like you have these crowd in the front and you have the kind of main stage that's there and you can see like these, uh, this this menu basically of things you can add fireworks and, and, and lights right. and pyro and so all this like, cool stuff. Exactly. What you're seeing here is you can change the different lights that come from your stage of which there are six different totally larger than life massive beautiful stages uh you can change the fireworks that go off during your show you know during different parts in your mix when it's really popping uh as it welcomes you when you take the stage you know step out to your adoring fans <laughs> you can change the video screens that are behind you and they'll rotate between a few different ones and but like there's tons and tons and tons of options. So you're choosing, you know, you can see here, there's a lot available to you, but there's even more that's coming. You see there's a bit locked and there's, you know, a few tricks will keep up our sleeves as we get a little bit closer to launch, but all the way to what the audience is holding, you're gonna be able to make decisions. You know, if you're playing a night show, you want glow sticks or glow balls. If it's the daytime, maybe you throw up some beach balls or some of the corgis. It's really, you know, whatever player's choice, whatever you want. And, I like having that freedom. Maybe I'm a bit of a control freak, but this really speaks to something in me that, that is really satisfied by having all that uh, all that control. No, I mean I love that kind of stuff. Like when it comes to games like this, and it was the thing that I that I loved about most of the ways that uh, Harmonix kind of does their games, where they they mm -hmm. add these little pieces of flair to everything that not only makes the music kind of shine, but there are visuals that go along with that stuff. You know, like. You know, Guitar Hero was the thing that no one knew was going to be a thing at some point. And then mm. it became the standard for those kinds of games in those spaces. Right. And it feels like Drop Mix, I'm not Drop Mix, Fuser 
is going to be i've done that myself don't worry (laughs) and it's weird too because it's like in my mind they are they are so different but they they have so many pieces that are like that are connected in my brain that i'm going to do that for a while i totally get you know what our man josh put it in the best way he he calls fuser a spiritual successor and i think that that is so beautifully put because there is that spirit of of just that really exciting, I want to touch music, that really, you know, physical, tangible thing. But this is just, you know, a galaxy of that. Yeah. And I think to a certain extent, I'm going to, I'm going to switch over to some other gameplay. Um, I think to a certain extent, one of the things that I actually really appreciated about that was the fact that um, because it had this very specific physical part to it in drop mix but now in fuser it is more digital it feels like it actually opens itself up to more people because you know people are like well i don't necessarily want to have a whole bunch of stuff in my room right and if you're not really into card collecting you know that's not that's a thing too where it was it was a good idea and it was a great idea because it fed that kind of like that need to get Mm -hmm. the next thing and to get the sets of stuff but this it feels like I'll just be able to just jump in day one and say like, mm-hmm. oh, all these things are going to be yeah, available. Exactly. Yeah. Day one, you can just plug and play like you're good to go. I mean, I, I remember back in I, 2008, 2010 or something yeah. when I got my first rock band set. And I think if it hadn't been a big box of plastic, my mom might have not fought me so hard over bringing it home. You know, <laughs> like she didn't want that in her living room because once it was up, it never went down. So yeah. she was really onto something with that. but. You know, we're really conscious of that too, right? Like that's a lot of plastic. That's a lot that you're putting out there. And for, for people to have to have all that in their house, for us to have to, you know, produce that, we're, we're you know, pretty conscious about, we don't want to be uh, worried about making all of that plastic and putting in people's homes and forcing them to buy it. So with a controller and with a system of your choosing, you're good to go day one. Yeah, I, I, one of the things I've definitely wanted to bug you about was um, music selection is always really mm. difficult. There's so many different right. songs across mo- so many different genres, and it's just really difficult to say which gets in and which which doesn't get in. How right. how difficult are the like internal harmonic spikes <laughs> about like all right, so this thing, this one doesn't make the cut, but this one is going to be in like whatever DLC pack or whatever thing is going to come down the line, <laughs> right? Like how do those conversations go internally? Yeah, so, you know, our audio team is, like I said, um, like crazy amazing musicians. Um, and they're obviously, like I said, thinking first and foremost about the music. So more, less than an argument, it's more of a conversation about what styles, tastes, and textures do we need to bring in so that it's a complete picture, right? Like, yeah. And that's really hard to do with music because how do you ever say, oh, that's enough genres? Like, there's so <laughs> many unlimited options. And you better believe that when we go into meetings, every single person there represents totally different tastes. And mm. uh, I think a good something that tells me we're doing a good job is that when we play Fuser, that still happens, right? So huh. when I'm making a mix, it's one thing. And then when my coworker makes a mix, it's a totally different vibe. You know, we've had a few different... Uh, sessions where we just, you know, been playing after one another on a couple of our Twitch streams and and some other places, and never is it the same mix twice. I mean, even when I play, I'm not doing the same mix twice. But because of the diversity of the soundtrack that's there, um, I don't feel like I have to choose between. I feel like it's more of an opportunity to discover. You know, there are songs that did end up in here that maybe if you would ask me 
just with a cold list, not listening to them, not really thinking about it. What do you want? What do you not want? Yeah. Well, you know, myself, I probably would have chosen some, you know, Whitney would have been in there. Right. You know, Lizzo would have been in there. You know, blah, blah, blah would have been in there. Like I have tastes that I definitely would have brought my own musical bias into, right? And as I'm playing Fuser now, there are songs that I never would have picked on my own accord that I open up and I listen to. And I'm like, oh my God, this bass track is, is my favorite thing and I'm gonna use it in every single mix now. Or, you know, we have a, a wide array of genre, or decades, excuse me. So all of a sudden I'm listening to something, I'm like, oh, this is a very nice Dua Lipa 20s, 20 sound, and this is dope. And then, ooh, with the message, like that guitar right on that, right on that downbeat, you know, it's, it's, it's something that I think is more of an opportunity that everybody who, who I've worked with, you know, on music is really excited about. Our our music team, they are amazing and they do really good work. And we're we're very fortunate to be in a position where this is not new to us, right? You know, at Harmonix, right. we we have a track record with licensing music that you know it goes pretty far back. So, um, you know, they've been doing really good work for a long time, and I think that that relationship that they've built with you know different labels and and different artists really allows us to be a little bit more flexible in what we're choosing to bring. And it's not about, oh, I, I need this, I don't want this. It's more about like, okay, what's gonna surprise us? What what are people gonna be most excited about? What song do we absolutely have to have in here? Cause it's just like, that bass line is so juicy, which like for me, uh -huh. it's totally regulate or, you know, the flash, <laughs> like both of those are just something that, you know, I, I obviously I've played enough that I have my own favorite little bits and bobs uh, that I always, always go to, but I do trust as more music is you know released and that we're able to play and talk about uh as we get closer to launch uh everybody will sort of see what i'm talking about because they'll be really excited about certain little pieces of each song yeah i feel like that's the part too where you wind up getting into spaces where you're like you know you're you, you know the like stuff that's gonna hit real hard or you know the stuff that's mm -hmm. like gonna like it's gonna bang and like my the amount of pages in this notebook <laughs> that have just four songs written in a row somewhere like feverishly scribbled in the corner like okay the bass from regulate the strings from 50 cent right the vocals from party rock and then switch in the bass from party like it's just these crazy little combinations and every yes. once in a while i forget to write it down and i hate myself for it later because i just want to do it again so bad it was the thing that saved my ass numerous times was the fact that you could save a mix in, in drop mix, mm -hmm. right? And I was like, please put yeah. this infuser. Like, please put this infuser because yes. I want that. Um, yeah, I mean, so you're absolutely going to be able to record your mixes in game and you'll be able to directly share them onto your socials from oh, the game. That's uh, so, good. so, yeah, absolutely. I mean, people want to share music. Something, you know, if we're talking about harmonics, you think about rock bands, something it, so, it did so well is it lent itself to people playing music together. Yeah. And that's something that we are always focused on. I mean, no matter what the game is, you definitely want to give people an opportunity to be social musically. And now more than ever, we really see that that is something people need and they deserve. And it's it's something that I really enjoy and appreciate. And uh, I think that Fuser's, you know, just another opportunity to do that because you're going to be able to share mixes. You're going to be able to play with your friends. Um, you'll be able to, you know, work on work on your own skills through campaign and, you know, get to the point where you're excited about sharing your mixes. Cause I've definitely, I, I've come a long way since I picked up the controller. So <laughs> I'm a little bit more excited about my mixes being out in the world now than I was maybe day one, but I think everybody has a chance to get there. I know that there were times cause I'd streamed a couple times and I, you know, I, I have like a stack of cards this big now at this point with a mm -hmm. big old Ziploc bag ready to nice. go. And I was like, we're just going to pick stuff at random. Cause I will, I will, I will confess mm. to the internet. My 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 music knowledge is kind of narrow. I'm a child of the hip hop era, but things don't really diverge that much. So when mm -hmm. when you know the, a lot of popular music that is within these games, I'm like, I don't know what that is. 
So I'm throwing the thing on and I'm just like, ooh, I don't know if that works with this, but like, oh, that definitely works here. Um, those Imagine Dragon drums, I'll put take mm. those to my grave with me because uh, mm -hmm. those drums are just nasty. Um, yeah. I, 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 when you talk about kind of multiplayer stuff, I know that there is usually a want for competition in this in this space too, but will folks be able to do, like I was kind of talking about or alluded to before, like kind of co-op kind of gameplay in some way? Like I want to be able to co-stream this with somebody else and mm -hmm. possibly do a multi-person set, basically. That's like, all right, so you go now and then you just start doing whatever you want to do and then we'll kind of bounce mm -hmm. off of that. Are there ways that like the game is going to be able to 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 infuse or 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 kind of like lend towards more cooperative play as opposed to competitive play. Yeah, so that's a really good question. And to you, I'm gonna say follow us at Fuser Game on Got Twitter, it. Facebook, and Instagram. And nope. there's gonna be a ton more news coming up. You know, multiplayer is something we're gonna dive deeper in a little bit later in the campaign. Um, but you can imagine we're considering all different opportunities that people be able to experience this amazing, like core fundamental gameplay in a bunch of different ways. Um, but we'll definitely be talking more about that kind of stuff later uh, this year. Good, good, good. I'm excited for that for sure. Um, yeah. One of the other things that we kind of poked at was, again, I think this is going to be a huge game once you start to stream it in the same ways mm. that you saw, you know, rhythm-based games and dance-based games be a thing. One of the things that has been kind of scary in the past couple of months has been mm -hmm. the cracking down of music on streaming services. What's the conversation been like for you all in the office about that part of it? Because it is it still feels a little bit like the Wild West when it comes to... Mm -hmm. How much can I get in trouble for if I'm playing a thing? Like I'm literally playing a game that has licensed music in it. Um, right. Is that going to get me strike? You know, strikes on my YouTube account? Is that going to be a thing? Mm -hmm. Like, what? What? what right. So, like, like I said, because you're going to be able to share socially directly from the game, you yeah. will be able to have your different mixes on your social platforms. Okay. Um, when you think about streaming, that's something you're going to be able to do and, and and play and stream out now the the conversation i think if you go a little deeper becomes about monetization right and i think mm. that's a space that there is not a single person who works in video games or streaming or music probably that's not thinking about that yeah. um and that's great right like that's a really exciting place to be where you know this is something that is happening and this is something that is really exciting and i think fuser if anything will be an opportunity for that conversation to be you know have a couple different perspectives you know we'll be able to see what what comes of it and and how things look but you know for the for the typical person who wants to share this opportunity or this experience with their friends that's totally going to be be able to happen and um it's something that i'm excited for i mean like you said i've been i've been playing a lot of fuser you'll probably have seen me play if you've been following any fuser socials you've probably seen a mix or two of mine and um I cannot wait for somebody to come and kick my ass within five minutes of owning Fuser and just be doing things that I'd never even imagined, you know, because I know it's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm really thrilled for that because I can't wait to learn from my community. You know, I definitely want to get out there and, and spread the word, drop my own little tips and tricks. And I hope they return the favor because, you know, I'm looking. Yeah, I think I think that's going to be when I start to go through the path of like getting into the game again and and then like jumping on and, and mm -hmm. seeing what other folks are going to be doing. That's always the best part, which is just being able to see what combinations people come up with that you were like, why would you right. be, Oh, that was fire. Like how right. did you get right. there from here? Right. Um, I think in the lineage of, of, of music video games like this, it feels like we're at this really good point where, the technology is not 
it, the music isn't hamstrung by the technology in a way like it used to be mm. like you kind of mm. had to try to figure out ways to finagle things to work together and, and, and they didn't really kind of like come through in the same ways from right. drop mix to now what what's what's there been in terms of conversations around like the tech of how music games have kind of have kind of grown in this space now it feels like it's gotten mm. even more interactive uh because right. of streaming so services and things like that yeah i mean absolutely it's it's very different from like the first music games we think of right you know and i think that it's really for me anyways is about rhythm action period mm. like if i say music game i might as well say rhythm action for a lot of my favorite games um you know all the way from the original guitar heroes or rock band or you know tap tap revolution on your ipod touch way back when if you know you remember that sort of thing and I, I really liked all those different games, but there is something that's missing, which is that next level of creativity, right? Where I have count, I've clocked many hours on Rock Band, but I'm playing the same song when I go back and play it again, right? Which right. is amazing and it's a fun experience on its own. And especially when you have the added peripheral, there's something so deep there, but it's still, you know, if I play and when and you play, we're doing the same song, it's the exact same experience. Where with Fuser, it's not that. It's, you know, it is anything but that really. You know, you might, let's say you're in a campaign mission. You're going to have some goals. You're going to have some objectives. You're going to have the crowd making requests. But it's not saying, press this button at this time. It's saying, mm, I want to hear a pop song. And then you uh... go up into your crate. And all you need to do is look for something that's pop. So maybe I choose Billie Eilish's bad guy. But, you know, maybe you choose, I, I don't know, what, whatever tickles your fancy. That could be Lady Gaga. It could be Whitney Houston. Anything that's in that pop genre you're gonna drop some Whitney, I'm gonna drop some, you know, bad guy, but you're dropping vocals and I'm dropping drums. So even just within those two songs, huh. there are so many different combinations that anybody's gonna make. And mind you, on top of that, you know, there's still three other tracks that are playing. So when I'm dropping yeah. something into the mix, it might be in a totally different key. It might be at a totally different, you know, tempo and it's gonna sound completely different. So we're, you know, we have objectives, we have a goal, we have something that makes, you know, feeds that little competitive side of me and, and really forces me to refine my skills a little bit more. But it's still something that, you know, my mix is my mix. If you hear, trust mm. me, if you have some people on my team, if you hear a mix that has DMX and some saxophone in it, it's me. I have like <laughs> a sickness. I cannot stop mixing DMX and Brad Paisley mud on the tires. And like, man, if you told me that sentence two years ago, I'd be like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, I love Brad Paisley. I love DMX, but them together, like literally, what are you saying? And now I do it like every other day. Like they're so sick of it because it's the only mix that I'm making nowadays. Um, but, you know, I think that when you talk about how do music games grow? Well, we have some badass artists. We have some badass musicians. We have some badass devs that are all just coming together. Amazing campaign designed super well. Amazing music, you know, some in-house tracks from, from Rachel, who's just amazing and is, you know, able to fill in so many different textures that we might not have in game. You know, if, if you really want this certain kind of drum sound or you want this really crisp snare or something, that's something that we have people that they're so focused on the integrity of the music that we're there on a granular level saying like, what sounds and textures do we need to make this as large a canvas as possible for people mm. to create something out of and like that's that's a pretty interesting conversation you know that's something that the creativity of something like rock band and guitar here was amazing but now that creativity exists on both sides right for the dev and for the community yeah i mean that's that's again like i think that games like this they just land in a really interesting spot because you wind up especially if you're a, a music lover and you're, and you're a music head or if you mm. like i know people who i have told about this game 
who are like not in gamers at all. Like they don't play games. They're just like that. But they produce music. They're like all mm. hip hop heads who like make beats and yeah. all this other kind of stuff. And I was like, yo, like stuff that we were doing in the studio back in the day, just beat mixing beat and doing all that kind of stuff. Like people are doing that in these kinds of games in ways that we couldn't mm-hmm. even imagine back then. Oh you know, my like, gosh. Yeah. There was no way to, to, to foresee that this was going to be what it wind up being in those same ways, which I think is, is, is fantastic for the space and yeah. also like learning up, you know, your musical, your musical chops. Mm. In that way. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think rock band, the, my favorite thing about it, now you don't, not to keep speaking about this, but I think it is important to acknowledge that this game is not, it is brand new and it's coming this year, yeah. but it's, you know, the the product of years and years of work in the music video game space. You know, Harmonix has been in this game for a minute and like, they're taking everything that's been learned over that time and synthesizing it into something that I think is really exciting for people. And like, I'm thrilled that I get to come at this point. You know, I, I grew up playing rock, or harmonics games, you know, like I was a kid when I was doing those things and now I get to be a part of that process. And like, that's really thrilling to see that evolution. But you know, when when you look at rock band, I can't tell you how many songs or bands that I love now and I, could, I would consider part of my musical DNA that if I really get down to it, I heard that for the first time in a rock band, you know, mm-hmm. like there are so many songs that like artists I have a deep love for still that like I know that came from the exposure I had available to me in Guitar Hero, in Rock Band, whatever it was. I mean, Guitar Hero 2, like still to this day, one of my favorite game soundtracks, just just bomb. And like, um, I think that Fuser has an opportunity to be that same thing. You know, we're not just saying here's the top, you know, songs right now of this day. We're saying like, hey, like, you know, open your mind a little bit, expand your musical palette. There's going to be tracks that you know and you've heard and you recognize, and there's going to be things that maybe you didn't. And like, that's a thrilling part because those are the things that are going to surprise you the most, right? That's the thing that you accidentally drop into your mix or you do it in freestyle just to try it. And then it's, you know, one of those tricks you pull out of your back pocket because you know it's just going to be that unexpected, like just, you know, sensational moment in your mix. And I, I think for me as a musician, and I know that this is a shared thought from a lot of people at Harmonix, like, that's really what we want to do is like excite people and like get them to feel that like deep love of music like we all do. And and Fuser is just a really amazing way to do that. You know, it's so fun. And I think that my other probably favorite thing about it is how uh, welcoming it is, you know, like mm. it is a music festival. Like the whole point of it is it's a digital music festival, which again is something that is so necessary right now. I know I've been deprived of live music right now. And I think that you know, as people who enjoy live music and produce live music and engage with live music on such a consistent basis, it was really alive in everybody's awareness that like we needed to do a lot to get that vibe and that emotion and that energy across, right? Like that's not an accidental thing. It's something that we want people to come to and play and feel good about doing it. Cause mm. at the end of the day, you are putting yourself out there, right? You're making creative decisions. And like, if you're going to share that mix with somebody, like that's a vulnerable position to be in. And yeah. we want to make sure that like, players feel one, I have the tools that I need to do this. Like I know how to play this game. I know it's going to sound good. And also let me tell you, this tech is so good. Like it's going to sound good. (laughs) It's going to sound great. Right. And part of that is because we want you to, you know, you're, you're not coming. It's not like guitar or, you know, guitar or whatever, where you start in a, in a basement, you know, like you're starting at a festival, you're a musician, like, you know what you're doing when you put something down, it's going to sound good, but there's even, there's more opportunity for growth, right? You still get that like journey all the way to the top. And like that for me is really satisfying. And I think that 
along that journey, there's going to be so much discovery with different instruments you can make, with different musical skills you'll pick up. You know, like I really, I've been practicing and I swear playing Fuser has helped me with my timing because I see the beat timeline that's right above the bottom of your deck while I'm playing, right? Like I'm bopping along and I just have this visual cue now that's so burned into my my, my mental state Mm -hmm. that it's like, oh, okay, like that, you know, I'm really focused on dropping things on the downbeat when I'm playing. And, you know, for me that transfers, but um there, it's just, it's so robust and it's so deep and there's so much you can do with it. I mean, even to the character creator, if we talk about like being creative, yeah. being expressive in the character creator, you have so many clothing options, so many different assets that you're able to to play with. But I think something that's really exceptional too, is there are so many different body types. There are so many different skin tones. There's a bunch of different representations of all different, you know, kind of diverse populations and nothing, nothing in Fuser is gender locked. So it's really about you going and saying like, here's me as I am, or here's a totally fantastical version of me. And this here in the Fuser world is where I get to just like, let that fly, you know, and and, and do whatever you want. And I think as a musician, I appreciate that, that permission to be creative so much. And I yeah. think that the way Fuser's built really gives people that. And that to me is super exceptional. And I, I'm really excited. I hope people feel the same way, you know, when they get their hands on it. You are an amazing guest because you answered like five <laughs> different questions I was going to hit you with right in one <laughs> I was like, so content. Oh, you already hit that. Oh, so the- oh, you already hit that. <laughs> um, but but it, but that makes me really happy to hear because I, I you know games that I that I hold very dear are in this lineage. It, it makes me mm. think back to way back in the day in the the early maybe no early aughts when um, we used to take uh, PS2s to beat battles. Uh, to go mm. use those to go do stuff like you know MTV Music Generator, and then you know <laughs> one, one, of, one of my other favorite games is a game that no one remembers. It's called 4AM. It came out from Q Games. Mm. That was literally a you know a predecessor of what this is going to wind up being. But you didn't have that digital crowd there. You had like a visualizer mm. that represented what that crowd was going to wind up being. So like hearing that this is going to be in that space, and again knowing just how much. Uh, harmonics cares about the experience and the music and crafting that thing for you so that you can be the best you know dj that you can be again i'm so excited for this game like i people really don't understand how hyped i am for this thing um and knowing that's gonna right. be coming out hopefully fairly fairly soon that we'll be able to get hands on this stuff and, and get a chance to rock out on stream and, and play it with some folks i i am more excited about it now hearing how you talked about it and knowing that there are again so many po- folks at the at the company who care um that yeah. i'm just over the moon for that kind of stuff i'm I'm curious uh before we let you go is when you think about your perfect mix what are mm. at least three of the elements that go in that mix at this point wow okay so my perfect mix Man, this is tricky because it really depends on the vibe, right? Like what time of day is it? Like right now, all right, it's 10 p.m. or it's 11 p.m. for me now. So it's, you know, it's late. For me, I might want something a little bit more chill. So if you know the drums or excuse me, the keys from Regulate, the like, yeah, 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 yeah. exactly. Like that little Michael McDonald vibe, you know, like something smooth like that. Yeah. So I'd have that. And then the bass or the kick drum from bad guy, it's that four in the floor bass drum, right? So that Mm. boom, 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 Mm -hmm. boom. So good. So good. So smooth. I might not bring in vocals despite being a vocalist. So I am totally biased and almost every single one of my mixes has somebody singing like usually Whitney because you know, Um, but 
but I might not I might not drop in vocals for that just yet, just to sort of build that vibe, right? Because you want something to ooh, I know exactly what I would do. If you ask anybody who I work with, my <laughs> if you ask anybody, they would tell you. If you were gonna ask, like, oh, what's Zoe gonna do for mix? Like, she's gonna drop a saxophone. There is one of these custom <laughs> instruments, and there's there's two. There's a baritone sax, and there is a there's a alto sax, I believe it is, but you know, saxophone is 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 what it is. But there's a bunch of different riffs, a bunch of different like musical, you know, sort of melodies and ideas that are in this these different pads that you'll have that you're able to choose from, and you can either play it over your pre-existing mix or you can record it directly into your mix. You're actually oh. dropping like, live looped tracks into your mix. Interesting, it is unbelievable, right? So like that's the thing is I would build probably like a baseline where there's no lead anything just so that I could mm. come in with my own lead instrument. So because not only can I have you know one vocal, one bass, one lead instrument, and one you know uh guitar in it i can have four drums i can have four basses i can have four vocals if i wanted like huh. i'm able to drop really whatever so you know i can speak, take some time building to the climax which for me is when a vocalist comes in right right so i would have my keys i have my kick drum i would have mm, let's see i'd maybe oh i'd drop those uh triplet hi-hats from yeah. stir fry and then okay. bass Ooh, bass there is a really beautiful slap bass line in don't start now by Dulipa. Huh. Um, and I might bring that in because that, this would be kind of like a, I'm hearing like a boom, 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like that kind of like slappy nearly, but like more just like groovy. I sound crazy, but it's like what everybody has to see. When see, I say this, this people work, they're like, yeah, of course, man. Like, no, I hear this is that what immediately. I love, <laughs> this, is, but this is what I love though, because it is that thing, right? It's like, I know how I describe certain things. Right. And no one understands <laughs> yes. what I'm talking about when I describe things. Yeah, you like, know what the... Like, <laughs> yes. right. yeah exactly right no but then i would drop in i drop in my own custom sax because that really is me right like you know some people if you know <laughs> harmonics you might know daniel sussman who's been a product yeah. manager he works a lot on rock band but you know is is working uh, on fuser and he wasn't a sax believer quite at first i played it a couple times in a few early meetings and he was like i don't know man <laughs> and then by like the 50th time i did it he was like no you're good enough at this now that, that this sounds pretty good so I really think you could turn anybody into a believer and like that's my own little taste on it. You know, I'm sure that as I play around and, and widen my horizons, I'll find some others. But for right now, my perfect mix has to have a little D a little DMX and a little saxophone. <laughs> I I that is perfect. <laughs> that is that is amazing. Yeah. I, there's my right. only my only want in the world of video game music is no one ever puts Digidrews in their games. And I want one in there because it would make a dope baseline for oh, anything you want to okay. lay over it. And no one puts wow. one in. I'm trying to I'm trying to put that on Twitter. Put did you, did I don't know, did man. I've heard a lot of didgeridoos and didgeridoos. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> that is a lot of noise. It's, is... It's, if you if you pull it real low, then you might okay, you might you be know, able, you might which be able you to can it. do. If you're on a deck, you can adjust the volume of different tracks that you've dropped into your mix, which like Again, if you're thinking about if you know you're a DJ, you know what's up. That's something that you're if you're really performing, that's the kind of things you're thinking about. And mm -hmm. you know, to bring it back to Fuser, it's just a matter of like, I think there will be. This is an Ableton, right? This is not a music right. creation software, but it might just you know kind of wet that whistle for people who are interested. You know, I have a drum kit right over next to me that's off camera here that I bought right after having Rock Band for a little while, where I was just like, man, like if I played 
half as much real drums as I played Rockman drums. I would be okay at drums. And I did that. And it really was the catalyst for me that, that made me realize what I wanted a little bit more of. And, you know, that, that slight immersion was enough for me to have a lifelong sustained passion. So I, I really can't wait. And I hope that this, you know, provides a similar opportunity for people who, who are able to get their hands on it. I'm, I'm thrilled. I can't wait to see what people have to say. And I think it's going to be great because I have a blast doing it. Well, I mean, if you are not sold at this point, teaser <laughs> is going to wind up being, uh, then I have no, no hope for you. There's, it's gotta be, it's gotta <laughs> be something in there that, that made you really excited. And I am even more excited yeah. after having you on the show with us. Well, so when it think, drops, we'll play together and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get some converts. We'll make some believers. I, I, this is, I want this. You heard it on the show. It's going to happen. So with, <laughs> with All right. You got me. You got my information. Now we're in touch. You have no excuse to not hit me up. It is true. It is true. It is true. Zoe, thank you so, so much for coming through tonight. Again, like I, I was saying it to people behind the scenes. I was like, yo, we got somebody from harmonics on the show. I'm super hyped <laughs> to talk about Fuser. Like, please tell me if you have questions and stuff and people have things to say, but I'll, I'll get to them later. Uh, I want to make sure that we don't give away any secrets on, on the show tonight. But again, thank yeah. you so much for coming through. Uh, thank you so much for sharing all that wonderful information about Fuser. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if there was a, a date for launch yet. I don't think that I think I not a date now. yet, but we'll be we'll be around fall 2020. So like I said, you follow okay. us at Fuser Game on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you know, we've got some different live streams coming out from harmonics. There's different uh, happy hours with different DJs on some various socials. So get in there, follow us, stay up to date. Um, and a bunch more fun information will be coming very shortly. Dope, dope, dope. Everybody in Chicago, make sure you support the fam. Make sure you go cop fuser when it comes out because I'm going to want to beat all y'all and make dope mixes and tell y'all. <laughs> so, so make sure you do that. And uh, we'll be right back after this. What the DLB Bricago. So that was Zoe Schneider rocking with us here in Bricago talking all about Fuser game. If you are not excited about that game and you love music, I have nothing. I don't know what else to tell you. I am infinitely hyped for that particular thing. And I'm so psyched to be able to get to play that bad boy. I, I like, there are so many cool things about what that game is going to wind up being. And I think the thing that I'm even most excited about is like, it's a social activity thing. And I think that right now, because of all the energy that we have in the space right now with COVID and because of everything else that we're trying to figure out ways that we can do stuff, like to be able to play a game like that, where you can, um, engage with each other and, and not, it's not really about one upsmanship. It's just about, the love of music and the love of making and creating and stuff like that. So there was a lot of small tidbits in there that I, you know, again, I want to, I wanted to dig back into, I think crate digging is ex especially cool. I think, um, building out your, your kind of set is, is something that's even, even super dope and customizing that thing and making that yours. Um, and, and I'm just really excited to see just how they're going to bridge all these genres and, and make that stuff cool and see how that stuff is going to work because I love stuff like that. So again, massive love to Zoe. Uh, you'll definitely hear more from her on the show. You'll definitely hear more about Fuser game in the weeks to come, uh, especially when that thing is about to drop later in this year, we're definitely going to get some chances to play that thing and review it. Uh, and I'll definitely be streaming the, the heck out of that uh, for sure. Uh, so definitely check that stuff out. So right now we're going to dig into the 411 and talk a little bit about news of the week. 
So we had a couple of stories this week. I think, you know, there are a lot of things that are happening in the gaming space. I think there's a lot of conversations that are happening around very specific games and around one of the biggest conversations uh, that we heard from this week was about next gen. And I think next gen has had, again, a lot of conversations that are happening in multiple vectors and there is still some worry and some confusion about how all those things are going to wind up affecting you as a game player and as a purchaser of games and as a consumer. And I think one of the things that we saw this week that was actually really, really confusing uh, was not that one, because that's not the button that I wanted to hit. Uh, but uh, it was about, let's see if that one works. Nope, that's not it either. Oops, that's not it. Uh, anyway, I'll fix that stuff in. I'll fix that stuff in post. Uh, it was about um, control, which I think was something that we saw uh, kind of coming out uh, and having those conversations about that stuff. Spoilers in chat about what we're going to talk about this week. Um, so one of the things that we wanted to talk about was, the, again, the move from current gen to next gen. It is very, very difficult to try to figure out what those things are going to wind up being because of a lot of different things. I think one of the conversations that we saw happening um, in the space was will my games be able to move from current gen to next gen and i think that was one of the biggest worries for a lot of people was is that thing going to actually happen like will my things transfer over will that stuff actually go from one platform to the other and there was control that came out this week and talked about um, what that was supposed to look like from their perspective. And it was really bad, uh, to be honest. Uh, so 505, who's publishing the game, they came up and said, um, we are trying to figure out how we want to transfer things from one place to another. We're trying to figure out what we're going to wind up doing in that space, how we're going to actually affect all those things happening. And it, it, it wound up being something where the conversation turned out to be something that wasn't really good in the way that it was going to kind of be displayed and talked about. It was going to be one of those things where, um, when they initially brought up the conversation, everyone figured that they were going to kind of move and, and, and get everything to go in the direction of the ones that we saw kind of, um, which, which company did that? I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, but basically move it from free move it to, to a free transfer, move it from a free upgrade uh, over, over to your next gen console. That did not wind up happening in the ways that we, we expected those things to happen. So it wound up being that, um, it just didn't sound good from the way that they described it. They basically shared in a, in a tweet today that the, uh, game was going to wind up getting a ultimate edition on the next gen consoles. So that next edition, next gen edition was going to be at full price. It was going to be in the newest version that you're going to be able to get with all the DLC, all the things you would have gotten in current gen are now going to be pushed over to next gen. Um, and there's no way if you had the base game to make those changes or, or to get that content in a way that was going to, actually be helpful to you. There's literally no way for you to, as a consumer of that game, get that particular uh, content 
in that higher fidelity without you buying the new next gen version of that game, which is amazingly terrible. Like if there was a way that you wanted to alienate your customer base in a real way, it was absolutely doing it the way that they wind up doing it, which was, oh, let's try to figure out ways to kind of screw you out of your particular amount of, you know, uh, cash while also saying that you and your friends aren't going to be able to play together in any form or fashion. Like there's no way for you to be able to, you know, not, not in this particular game, cause it's a single player game, but for them to be able to bridge the gap between the two consoles in a real way, that is madness in, in a lot of different ways, because it really sets up a negative precedent, not only for um, them as a company and as 505 saying, you have this fantastic game that everyone loves. And the only way you're gonna be able to enjoy that thing is if you then pull everybody else out of that pool and say that you can't be, you can't be in it, <laughs> which is again, kind of crazy to understand that that's the route that they're gonna wind up going in. I am, I mean, one of the things that I've always wondered, worried about and wondered about was if you're going to be able to have a new next gen game come into the space, the only way that you're actually going to be able to continue to pull people forward is if you make that thing easy to go from one gen to the next. If you're not trying to gatekeep and to set up walls for people, then what else are you going to be able to do in that space? Um, the, the, the conversation that they put out and the, 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 the piece of the FAQ that they put out was like infinitely bad. It didn't make a lot of sense. It kind of confused a lot of people. Um, and, and it's just like a really awful way to do it. So you'll have to rebuy that game again at 40 bucks if you want to get the ultimate version and all those other folks who have it are kind of stuck who have been playing it on, you know, current gen, there's no way for you to uh, no no other way for you to be able to get to that spot. What I do find really interesting about this conversation is that if you are a console player, this leaves you out in the cold in a, in a, in a really bad way. Um, it takes, you know, agency away from you. It keeps you from being able to do what you want to be able to do with that game. And it also frustrates you as a person who wants to maybe move from current gen to next gen, because you're like, I have to spend enough money to get into the hardware space anyway. But now I also have to spend all this extra money for the games that I already have. It does two things. One, it highlights the fact that game pass is really fantastic again. And two, it highlights just how well the PC is going to wind up being in this first couple of batches of next gen tomfoolery and confusion where I can totally see someone on the PC side saying, Hey, we see what's happening in the console side. All you have to do is buy, buy your game once here and you continue to get all the upgrades forever. As long as there are upgrades on our, on our platform, that is going to be very, very different for them to be able to figure out how they're going to work their way out of this conversation. So again, I don't think this is coming from remedy. I think this is absolutely coming from 505 and 505 as a publisher. This is a really bad look for y'all. Like this is not a good look at all. This is not going to be a thing where people are going to say, like, holy crap, you know, they're looking out for us. They're not looking out for y'all at all. Um, so that's going to be really rough uh, for them 
going forward. It does not make me excited about that possibility. It does not make me excited about the $10, the $10 jump, uh, that's going to wind up happening across the board. Probably we already saw 2k doing it. Now this with their ultimate edition, a third, a $40 upgrade basically to get you to the next version of that on, on the next gen console. Whew, that is wild. That is nuts to be honest that they're going to go in that route and, and figure that thing out. So I, I am not excited at the fact that they're going to be able to do that and, and try to make you pay extra money in that space. So the next piece of news for this week, uh, was all about, let's see if this one works. Uh, boom, it did it. It did it. It did it. So the next piece of news was all about ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, if you finished and played that game, it was fantastic, of course. Uh, it was super, super dope. Uh, the folks over at Sucker Punch have decided that they want to put out a multiplayer add-on that's going to happen with Ghost of Tsushima. If you saw my video, you saw my re uh, my review, I was not super keen on the base game. Um, but I am going to say this, and somebody's probably definitely going to get in my ass about it. I am really excited about this part of the game. I think this is going to be the thing that I actually kind of wanted uh, when it came to uh, Ghost of Tsushima being a thing. I The thing I find actually the, the coolest part about this is that besides the fact that it's going to be, you know, DLC in that space is going to be an add on. Um, what I think is going to be cool is like they're building out this world where you're going to be with two to four players tracking down and basically going after all these other kinds of legendary samurai in the world. That to me is super cool. Like, I don't know if there's going to be anything that's like loot based. I don't know if there's going to be anything in there that's going to be like, you know, you're going to get extra cool stuff. I would assume that that's going to be a thing that's going to happen in there. Like I have a feeling that that's going to be what's what, what actually happens. Um, that part is going to be super cool because you also have to play a role. So it's like the Ronin hunter assassin and samurai roles are all going to be individual ones that you can pick. And you're going to actually have a thing that you're going to be able to do that probably no one else on the team is going to be able to do. So there actually is going to be some cool synergy in the way that you wind up playing that game with the folks that you're going to be playing with. Um, supposedly there's going to be story missions of escalating difficulty. Uh, you'll be able to kind of have some challenges there. I, I am really excited about this. Like, I, again, I wasn't super high on the main game. I thought it was okay. Uh, but for them to be able to make this be something where you're going to come into it in a way that feels fresh and new, uh, while also being able to, uh, like use your abilities in, in real dope ways. Like I'm super excited about, about how that's going to wind up playing itself out. Like if they can figure that out in a real way, I'm, I'm absolutely down for whatever that is going to wind up being. So massive love this sucker punch again, you know, uh, they are thinking outside the box in a way that I think is going to be really smart for that game for the folks who, uh, uh, were already high on it. This is going to be something even better for you to be able to come into the space with. So that's going to be amazingly cool for you. Um, and I'm just really hyped for the fact that they're going to be able to, figure out a cool way to incorporate multiplayer into a game that that didn't really have it. And, and it's going to be super dope that they're going to be able to do that. So massive shouts out to them for figuring that stuff out in a, in a cool way too. 
Um, and last but not least, uh, we have the wonderful folks over at Sony who I am actually really hyped for what they're going to try to do with, again, the PS5. Uh, there was a lot of conversations about what they were looking to, uh, what they were going to try to do from a features perspective. And I think that was something that we still are kind of up in the air about. We don't really know all the things that are going to come out, but there was a really great blog post that happened um, on the PlayStation blog and then other, other sites kind of picked it up. Um, and it talks about the, the controls uh, in the DualSense controller. Again, one of the conversations that they've been talking about from a real big standpoint has been the haptic feedback um, in the controller and how all of that is going to be very different in this particular console as, as opposed to the previous ones. Um, I think th what they're trying, what they're thinking about doing and, and, and some of the examples that they shared were actually pretty fucking dope. Um, so they talked about a couple of games like Deathloop, um, Gran Turismo, Spider-Man, uh, Miles Morales, and a couple other ones. And I'll really just focus on Deathloop and uh, Spider-Man because I think those were the two that actually were the ones that really made me excited was. So Deathloop in the game, if your gun jams in the game, you won't be able to use your triggers to shoot on your controller while that motion, while that thing is happening. That's mind blowing. That's dope. That is immersion in a way that we have not seen before. It's probably going to be really annoying in, in some ways, but I think the fact that developers are thinking about this stuff in a very cool way, like that's dope. Like it won't move. It'll jam in your controller in the same way that it would have jammed in the gun in the game. That's fire. I am super hyped for that kind of stuff. They talked about this other example for Miles Morales so that when his powers are growing, you'll be able to feel that power transfer kind of through the controller. They talked about it kind of moving and growing from the, like the left side of the controller all the way to the right side of the controller through the rumble and through the way that the different actuators and uh, the different rumble parts in that controller are going, we're going to wind up working so that when you feel yourself like power up in those ways, you feel it through the controller in that same way. I, again, early conversations about some of the technology that they had, cause they put out this TV ad that showcased some of not showcased they but talked about it. This is the stuff that we want. This is the stuff that when I think again of immersion, when I think about how this stuff is going to look, when I think about how this stuff is going to play, these are the cool moments that I feel we're going to wind up getting that are going to be very, very interesting. Um, if you're watching the Twitch version of this conversation, the tagline for this particular part of the new segment is haptic entanglement. Wait until you get a sex scene in a game with a dual sense controller. My God, it is going to probably be one of the weirdest experiences on the planet, but it's also probably going to be wild as fuck. Uh, who knows what the hell that thing is going to wind up looking like Witcher with a, with a dual sense haptic controller. That man was, yo, he was fucking everything left and right. And it's probably going to be like that in your controller. You're going to have no battery left. It's all that fucking that's going to happen in that game. Who knows what happens later on in, <laughs> when all that stuff winds up becoming a thing. Who knows? But this is the technology that we wanted. This is the reason why the PS5 is going to win the console war. It's because of haptic fucking. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. 
it's stupid it's dumb but it is one of those things where again like it's gonna be fun to see how all of this stuff plays itself out it's gonna be fun to see what the next versions of all these things are gonna wind up being um uh who's who's this in the chat says aristotle says so fleshlight coming to ps5 probably i don't want to know what that peripheral gonna look like i don't want to know what you got to put in what uh because i don't want to know because i ain't touching that controller that controller gonna be dirty i ain't messing with it but hey if that's your thing i ain't mad at you let your freak flag fly do what you gotta do i don't want to be anywhere around your usb ports that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say about that <laughs> no, i try to be now none of your ps around any of your your your, your wiimotes oh uh, none of your ps moves about none of your usb ports i ain't trying to touch none of your stuff in that way especially during covid you nasties anyway wash your hands wash your butt but seriously no 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 joke this is really cool technology i think this is going to be something that um if we see developers really engage with it if we see developers really use the the, the power of the ps5 for good, uh, then they're, 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 the, the, the boundaries are, are endless in that particular way. So I think that'll be something that will be very, very cool to see um, and, and, and really dope to be able to, to get our hands on literally um, in lots of different ways. So really quickly, again, I'm super excited for the Ghost of Tsushima stuff. I think that's gonna be really cool. This haptic stuff, again, when we hear more about the PS5 and what's gonna happen, is going to be pretty fantastic and yo like if 505 is setting the precedent for what this is going to want to look like what games are going to look like in the cross-gen conversation we're in a world of trouble uh so i'm hoping that this is a one-off bad move um and this is not something that the rest of the industry tries to adopt in any real way because that shit would be terrible so uh before we get up out of here uh we're going to talk a little bit about what we've been playing this week uh, and then we'll get up out of here for episode 350 of Spawn of Me. So we have been playing a couple of joints this week. I have had the chance to get hands-on with a couple of really fantastic uh, games in the space. Uh, I have been actually pretty, pretty hyped about um, a couple of them for sure, uh, because I think when you get a chance to play games a little bit before release and you get a chance to kind of like mess around with them and, and, and get them before the internet kind of gets them, it, it actually is really great because then you don't really have the internet kind of getting in your butt about like how things are going to wind up working and all their opinions that kind of come into the space. And I wouldn't say that they sully the, the conversations. I say that they just add a layer that is sometimes unnecessary and, and it, it kind of clouds the conversation. Um, so one of the games that I've had the chance to roll around with has been Battletoads. I am very excited about Battletoads. Had a chance to start playing this thing early. And I have to say like, there's some there's some controversy right now about what this game is and how good it's going to be and and all that stuff and i think that you know we're seeing up and down conversations about you know how good the game is how how fun it is and and, and all that kind of stuff and i will say i am having a blast with this thing i think it is gorgeous i think that the gameplay is fun i think it does some really cool stuff um in terms of the way that the gameplay kind of works 
The characters feel really close to their iconic counterparts. It feels like the control schemes work really well. And it's just, it's not serious. And it's like, you see with Fall Guys right now that you need not serious stuff to play uh, because it, it just makes you feel like you're having fun in a way that doesn't make you think about stuff being heavy. And in a time of COVID, like you need that stuff right now. Um, I'm probably like maybe two to three hours into the game. Um, and, and every time that I jump in, um, I've been playing it cross play between my PC and my uh, Xbox console and the saves transfer. So like I started it on the PC at first and then went over to the console and was happily and pleasantly surprised to see that my uh, my game saves had uh, moved over that way and I was able to continue the game over there, which was really important and really cool. Uh, so that was that was super dope to be able to see that be a part of their ecosystem and was really fun. Each character feels very different from each other. I love the fact you can kind of drop in, drop out whenever you want. Uh, that part is really great as well. And, and, and I love the way that they kind of switch up the game modes a lot. So like you'll have your normal side scroller uh, parts of it, and then you'll have the kind of, you know, you know, kind of like first person perspective. It's not really first person, but it's like, you know, vertical uh, traversal moments uh, in the game where you're like riding on your bike and dodging stuff and those kind of, you know, dodging uh, uh, parts of the game. Where you have to dodge obstacles and things like that. Um, they also play a lot with foreground and background stuff, which I thought was really smart. And the 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 best part about it, to be honest, is the game is just has like a, has like a really fun sense of humor. Like it, it does not shy away from being goofy as fuck, which I think, again, lends to why a game like this can be really cool and why a game like this can be extremely fun and why this is a good palate cleanser for a lot of the other stuff that we see in the space because it's just super cool and, and, and a lot of fun. Um, so Battletoads has, has been something I have really been liking and really been paying attention to. Um, and I would say, if you can snag it, snag that joint. I think it's on Game Pass. I'm not 100% sure, uh, but I'm having a blast with it. I know that there's been a lot of folks who have been trying to figure out ways to um, not necessarily, like it's not getting great reviews in some places, um, but, um, oh, uh, engage, uh, engage family gaming in the chat says it is on game pass. So it is on game pass. Um, I, I have to read some of the reviews to see why people aren't digging it, but I don't know what their expectations were going in. I just expected this to be super light fair and something that you play as a downtime game in between other stuff. And it didn't expect this to be like a, a super big blockbuster game. But again, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Um, the art style is really fun. I, I think they've nailed that part of it for sure. I wish it was a smidge faster. That's honest. Like I, I want the, the characters to move a little bit faster, but like besides that, everything else is great. I'm, I'm digging it. And I would love to know what you all think in Bracago. Like I, if you do get a chance to play it on game pass, like let me know what your thoughts are. I I'm really actually excited to know what you may think about it. Uh, because I, I always want to hear other, other opinions about stuff. So I just don't think it's just me. Uh, thinking that I'm the one that's right all the time. So last game uh, that we've been playing this week uh, has been the amazing flight simulator uh, from Microsoft. I I am, I am of so many different opinions of this game um, because there are, 
in a, again, like in a time where you can't go anywhere <laughs> and in a time where it's scary to feel like to get on a plane might actually kill your ass. Having a thing where you can explore and go to places that you've been and, you know, tra traverse the, the actual world in a real way in really high fidelity in learning how to fly an actual plane. Like it, it's such a weird thing. I am not a huge person who loves Sims like this, but a game like this has been so cool to just experience. I am infinitely jealous of all the folks who got the big care packages that came with like a flight stick and the foot pedals and, and, and all that stuff. Like I, I can't front, I am mad jealous. Cause I would love to know what it feels like to play a game like this with that kind of gear. But me just playing it even on a controller, which is still a little bit weird because there's a lot of buttons. There's, I mean, as you would understand a plane to be complicated, it is complicated in real life to be able to fly a thing. But even on PC with a controller, it feels really competent. Like I have a pretty big, I have a pretty good rig. Like uh, my rig is like pretty, pretty stable and, and pretty beefy and it doesn't chug. It chugs in spots. The load times are pretty long when you're starting. It's loading a whole bunch of data from the internet if you choose to do that version where you get the real-time weather and real-time maps and all that kind of stuff. And just looking at it again, it is stunning how pretty this game is. It is stunning just how they replicate things in real life in real ways. Now, there has been a little bit of controversy around the conversation about the kind of like the best version of the game where some of the airports are, are in more detail than the base game. I, I don't know if that to me makes that big of a difference. I don't know if I would go to SFO in the game and be like, Oh shit, I can't see the tower. Well, Oh, I can't see the things that look that good. I, I don't know. Um, I can't say, uh, but I do know that the base game with the base planes are, is more than enough to satisfy you in the stuff that you can play, like the atmosphere and the real time weather and, you know, going, like going to places where you've been in your actual life and flying to those places in real time. It's just such a really peaceful thing. And I, and I, and I can't front. I love that. I think that that is amazing in the times that we live right now with the energy that we have right now with the space that uh, everything that's going on in the world. So again, massive love over to the folks at Microsoft for both providing copies of stuff for, uh, uh, Microsoft, uh, flight simulator and battle toads. We got this really cool, uh, gift package as well, uh, from the battle toad folks that has some goodies in it. Uh, I'll probably open that up, uh, in a day or two on our Instagram channel. Uh, because there was some cool stuff in there as well. Um, probably saw other folks kind of opening their boxes on, on, on Twitter as well. So, uh, we'll be doing it for the folks who haven't seen it, but it's been a good week in terms of games that I've been playing. Uh, I, I just downloaded mortal shell going to get some more games in with that. I played the PC version. I want to see what it looks like on console. Uh, just downloaded the, uh, uh, PGA 2k game, which is basically the golf club, uh, with a 2k sticker on it. Uh, that game is pretty good. Actually, I played a little bit, little bit of it before I got on stream tonight and already won my first tournament because I'm dope like that. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying, yeah. but it was, it was actually a lot of fun. Cause they, 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 they fine tuned some stuff 
and I think the game, the golf game, uh, literally the golf game, um, needed polish. And I think that 2K taking that franchise and taking that game under its wing um, and giving it that polish actually makes that game a lot more fun than the kind of usual golf game base game that they had before. Uh, so I have it on Xbox. If you want to play with me on Xbox, let me know on Twitter. Uh, we'll definitely get some rounds in. I'd love to do a golf tournament. A, a Bracago golf tournament would be fucking fire. That shit would be dope. I would love to be able to do that. Um, so if there are people who want to get that game and, and play with me, uh, like, please let's get it in and, and let's do that thing. One last thing about the, uh, and I forgot to talk about this, about the DualSense uh, story. Uh, and I tweeted about this and, I, and I'm curious to know how this may work in next gen. I want to know what DualSense new haptic feedback feels like in a game like Mortal Kombat. That to me is very intriguing of like how fatalities feel with a DualSense 5 uh, controller if they actually implement fatalities into the way that that controller works. So just a, just a food for thought kind of thing that ran through my mind and I didn't get a chance to talk about. Um, and I think that that would be something that would be very, very cool to see um, happen in the space. So I would love to see them figure out a way to make that, make that be a thing. So thank you everybody again for coming through tonight. It is a big show uh, again, episode 350. So much good news in the space right now. We, we are, we are rocking and we are again, partnered a partnered, uh, in their partner program for Reebok, uh, the classic leather legacy series shoe is something that we are a part of. They are supporting us. They are helping us to grow Bracago in a real way. Um, and that is again, all because of you at home, all because of you here at Twitch, all because of everyone who's ever listened to our show to help us grow and get bigger, uh, doing this thing that we love to do or doing this thing I love to do, um, uh, here at spawn me while we, while we make it happen in, in multiple different ways. And I'll just say, this is just one thing that we have coming. There's a couple of things happening next month. And in a couple of weeks that I'm not going to say uh, they're, they're a little bit bigger than even this thing happening. Um, so lots of, lots of cool things, uh, coming to the forefront for us in Bracago. 2020 is a very good year for us in this respect. Um, and again, that's because of all the support that you've all given us, uh, in, in the community and, and all that stuff. So until then, uh, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, this was a very long show, but it was worth it. Massive love again to Zoe Schneider, uh, over from harmonics, who was brilliant and fantastic. Fuser game is going to be hype as hell. We're super excited for that thing and definitely want to get more of that. Everyone here in Twitch land, we will see you soon. Everyone in podcast land, we will see you all next week as well. Much love to you all. Also, four days from now is my birthday. So I'm going to be streaming on my birthday. Uh, so the 24th of August is my birthday. So expect a dope stream uh, then uh, coming to you here on twitch.tv slash spawn on me. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that. We're going to play a bunch of stuff. I don't know what the hell is going to happen. Uh, but I'll be 42. Uh, so we got to figure out a good way to uh, celebrate the hell out of that. So much love to you all. We'll see you in a bit. We say peace. Beep.